Jay. How's it going? Man, uh, it's good to finally just, uh, be back. Uh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, you've been crazy. You've been, it's been a good couple of weeks for you, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. It's been absolutely crazy. Everyone, welcome to uh, another Ram's Edge. It's been about two weeks since our last one, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, but I figured, you know, we're uh, we're heading into the bye week and – you know, the Yankee game was supposed to be on, uh, which they're in a delay. And I already put out my Believe in Rams podcast. I'm not recording DTR until tomorrow. Uh, so here we are. We're doing this again. And I plan on doing it more consistently. It's just, it's been a hectic schedule, but glad everyone could make it. Uh, the Rams did move to three and three on the year. Uh, that's the same record as the Buccaneers, the Packers, the Ravens, the Bengals, uh, plenty of teams out there, three and three good football teams. Um, so it kind of shows you, you know, it, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, but at the same time, I mean, the Rams could be five and one right now. They they could be even, they could be worse, but they're three and three and they've been through a lot of injuries and you got to feel good about them. I think going into this bye week because the most important thing about the game against Arizona, or not the Arizona game, the, the game against Carolina, uh, is that the offensive line, at least in pass protection, got going. And, and you really like to see it. Tom, I know you would agree with me there that that was definitely needed to get some sort of momentum building into the bye. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was it was nice to see. It's still, a, you know, a lot of moving pieces on that line and uh you know but he got a little bit of time he could actually go to a second read and find uh find Allen robinson yesterday that was uh that was a pleasant surprise that was that was great and you know i like that they were able to get the run game going uh, with usage of the, the sweeps um you know, I want to see more out of the pass rush. You know, I, I really do. And I do think that's going to lead to a potential uh, trade. I, I do. I could totally see a trade for an edge pressure type of guy, you know, a guy that could come off the edge and, and you know, get some pressure and, and get some sacks. Because right now, I mean, that's a, a concern of mine. The defense looks great um, the last four weeks, but we've seen them against, you know, a team like the Bills. We've seen them against you know teams like that and so you know I do think that when you go up and you're playing against Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson and Justin Herbert like you have to make sure that you can get to the quarterback and pressure them and so I do see a Robert Quinn or a Montez Sweat or a Bradley Chubb uh, you know if Brian Burns becomes available I do see the Rams as very much players in that you know they will go out and get a, a pass rusher but um anyone kind uh, if you guys if you guys oh sorry i just wanted oh, to dive in real quick what is your take on daniel hardy um and if he were healthy to come back do you feel like that that is something they'll do or are they going to go for it sounds like he might not be back um so you know that's that's a concern that i have but I do think that they would go for a veteran anyway because, you know, Terrell Lewis showed you some things early on in the season. Aside from that, he's been kind of a disappearing act. Uh, Justin Hollins is more of a, a finesse type of 
you know, let's basically play contain here. You know, let's let's contain. Let, you know, he's not really a, a an aggressive pass rusher. And I hope the hope is that Leonard Floyd coming off the bye. You know, he dealt with a knee or whatever. So the hope is coming out of the bye, he's going to be better, and you know, we'll start to see things move along. But you know, it's definitely a concern of mine because right now, you know, what was it, fifty six uh, pressures they have on the year, twenty four of them are Aaron Donald. Like that's, I understand Aaron Donald's great, but 56 just isn't a lot of pressures, not through the first six games. Uh, Carolina had 88 going into this game. So if, if that tells you anything, um, once again, guys, at any point, if you want to call into the show, feel free to do that. I'm more than happy to bring you guys on. Um, this won't be like a two hour long thing, but I do want to just hang out and you know, talk a little bit with you guys and, you know, see, you know, if anybody's interested, of course, you know, go ahead and, and, uh, you know, I'll invite you guys too if you, if you want to talk. So that's another thing, but you can always hit the call in button. I know it's somewhere on the screen. So, um, yeah, but kind of looking at this. I just recorded uh, and just dropped my latest podcast on Believe in Rams. And, you know, I just think kind of looking at, you know, my notes and everything. I got to say, you know, kind of going into this game, the Rams were going up against a way better pass rush than giving credit for. So I was actually really impressed with the offensive line. The fact they're down to their 10th offensive lineman starting their six different starting combination and they're able to hold Brian Burns, Derek Brown, who still had a really good game, but Derek Brown, Matt Ioannidis, they were able to hold them all in check. Um, I mean, this is, you know, again, the pass rush that had 88 pressures on the quarterback going into week six. Uh, and then they came away with only seven pressures, which is a very good outing for the offensive line. And Stafford was sacked, but, you know, PFF didn't even credit any offensive lineman uh, or discredit any offensive lineman with that sack. So, I think that's important um, for sure. And I like that they got things going. Now, Alaric Jackson, to me, seems like a legit future piece. Um, you know, he seems like a legit moving forward bookend left tackle in the future. Really like Alaric Jackson. Um, he played stellar in this. He held Brian Burns in check. And, it, you know, you just love to see it. Because, I mean, they need that. With no boom out for the year now, you know, now you have to start looking at who's going to play left tackle. Alaric Jackson's going to play left tackle. Rob Havenstein comes away with his best game of the year when they need to have it. He's at right tackle. So they're good there on both tackle spots. Then you look at guard. Maybe you get David Edwards back after the bye. Uh, if you don't, Bobby Evans, I will say, I've been a big critic of his, but he played really well uh, yesterday. And then center, Jeremiah Cologne is the third guy. So out of the bye, we're going to see Brian Allen starting. Um, and Jeremiah Cologne will move back to being a backup. And then slowly but surely, I think Coleman Shelton uh, will come back. And then you have him. So there's some depth there. And then at right guard, Ode Abushi, who only gave up one pressure, uh, thought he played pretty well, honestly, for not really getting any opportunity up until this point. So a lot of good things going on uh, right now for a team that's three and three for a team that started out the season, uh, losing a blowout on national television. 
uh, for a team that hasn't looked good on national TV. Um, and the fact that they're here three and three, they go into a much needed bye week and they got some, some steam They they got something going. Uh, it's definitely a good sign. Van Jefferson will be back to Kobe Durant, Brian Allen, like I mentioned. Um, so, you know, potentially Troy Hill, but we'll see how that goes. Kyron Williams also, uh, you know, he's expected, you know, maybe three or four weeks away, but he's expected to get into the mix a little bit. Um, and then, like I said, I imagine they're going to trade for a pass rusher. And then in addition to that, you have Bobby uh, Brown, the third coming back from suspension. So a lot of exciting things on the men for the Rams. They just got to keep winning and it's going to start with San Francisco. It's a tough way to come out of the bye, but there's really no excuse. You're at home defend your home turf you know it's going to be Niners week uh after this week that we're going into and uh the Rams will have to win that game and then after that they got Tampa they got New Orleans and they got uh Arizona probably not in that order I would imagine I'd probably swap that a little bit but those are the next four games the the Niners Tampa New Orleans and Arizona those are the next four teams they're going to be playing and I have no doubt that they can win all four Um, The Niners are in some trouble, by the way, because if the Rams win this upcoming game against them off the bye, the Niners just lost to the Falcons. Then they have to host the Kansas City Chiefs coming off a loss to the Bills. So I think it's a huge opportunity for the Rams, uh, at least in my mind, because then you look at a potential four and three start with the 49ers being three and five, you know, so that that's huge. Um, plus we don't know how good Seattle is. They look pretty darn solid for what everyone was calling them before the the season. Geno Smith looks really good. Uh, Kenneth Walker looks outstanding. They got some really good pieces on the defense, obviously Quandre Diggs, but you look at the way Uchenna Nwosu is playing. Um, you know, they definitely have some pieces and obviously we know, you know, the Rams can blow out Seattle. They're fully capable of doing that if everything clicks, but I would imagine that's going to be a close game regardless. So, but yeah, Ricky, welcome. Long time no talk. How you doing? Oh man, I'm doing pretty good. Besides watching that game, the first half of that game, like I was bad ill till after halftime. And it's been pretty good, man. You know, it's been a while since we've talked to you from we heard from you besides YouTube stuff. And I know you had some things you was going through, but it's, Good to see you back on here, though. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, it's uh, I never wanted to stop doing this. It's just obviously life got very much in the way, and uh, I'm glad to be back doing this. I think this it's different than what I already do uh, because this allows me to interact with you voice to voice, whereas, you know, YouTube Live is I'm interacting with you guys when you're commenting. so I think it opens up the door for, for other opportunities to interact, which I love doing. Um, oh, sorry, guys. I wasn't seeing the comments. It now just loaded. So we want more Hendo. Yes, I agree with you, Julio. When is running back Kyron Williams going to be available, Alexander asks. Um, so I think Kyron will probably be available in about four or five weeks because – you have the bye week, and then Sean McVay talked about the idea of getting him back on the 21-day window. Uh, so there's a chance that he'll practice coming out of the bye, and he's got 21 days to be activated from the IR um, in that time. And so, you know, I feel like, 
you'd probably see him since that week would be week eight. You'll probably see him like week. It'll probably be right around the time OBJ is talking about coming back. But you know, we'll we'll see how that goes. But yeah, just to answer your questions, folks, that's uh, that's what I see here. Also, feel free if you want to call in, do that. If you want to, you know, answer uh, draft some questions, it's also a Q and A. Um, happy to answer them. Again, it won't be like a really long live, but I just wanted to go live, get this out there, and um, you know, because it's been a minute. Okay, like um, how you been on the Hendo trying? I do understand that. I do agree with you. The Cam Akers issue, the coming from the Achilles, and the same thing that's going to happen with Noteboom. Even though they spend all that money on healing these players, that Achilles, it takes so much load. It's a load-burn tendon, but being down there on your foot. And it, Cam, Cam is not running like he did when we first got him. And I think the Rams are being smart with moving him before before we get stuck in that position like with Todd Gurley giving a lot of money to somebody that we've been needed to move because of an injury. Just like, I hate to say it, note boom. And, uh, we did give him a lot of money, though, didn't we, beginning of this year? Yeah, you know, it's funny with Nopum and with Allen, it's almost like there's an insurance policy in there because there's a way for the Rams to get out of those deals without getting absolutely crushed. So I, I feel like they were smart about it, knowing that those two could get hurt and they have been hurt, that they made sure to make it easier to get out of those deals. Okay, I, I, I'm glad to hear that because Noteboom has always had an injury since since he's been with us, hasn't he? Yeah. So yeah, he he. It seems like it's every year. I mean, I'm a big fan of his. I think this injury could push him at guard. Uh, Darius, what's up? I see Darius called in. Got to hit the unmute button. Yeah, you are on mute, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you can hear me now? Yeah, how's it going? What's going on, man? Uh, nothing much at work as usual. Uh, <laughs> what's going on? What, what what the current topic is? I just popped in. Yeah, well, we were uh, we were discussing, you know, kind of the whole deal now with Nopum. I mean, really the whole thing going in the bye, but just now, uh, Ricky and I were talking about how Nopum is coming off that entry, and, you know, he he won't be, you know, there's not a guarantee he's himself next year, and the Rams do have, you know, some flexibility to get out of the deal if they wanted to with minimal damage. Um but what I was going to say is, and I don't know if you guys agree, but I feel like Alec Jackson is in the driver's seat to take over this left tackle spot. And then Nopum would probably be a guard next year. And then with that contract being as big as it is, but the opportunity to get out of it, I think the Rams would look to probably try to get him on a, a more guard friendly deal because I think they're going to permanently move him to guard after this. It's going to be hard to play a position like tackle coming off the Achilles tear. Are, are you are, that impressed you that? with uh, is it Jackson that took over? Yeah, Alec Jackson. 
Are you that impressed with him taking over for Notebook? Oh, he, he looks outstanding. But do you think but do you think it's like a uh, do you think we can realistically like upgrade our offensive line this year? Like through free agency or whatnot, or are you stuck with just have to make do with the guys we have? That's a good question, Darius. I mean, I, I think it's definitely possible to go out and get somebody if, if you know, maybe you use acres to kind of leverage that. I mean, you look at, you know, Isaiah Wynn with the Patriots. Um, I think that's potentially an option there. I mean, Wynn is really struggling for them, but he is a very good talent. He's a young player, and, you know, I think he could help. You're not going to – this is the thing, uh, Darius and anybody who's asking about the offense line, if you can trade, you're not going to be able to trade for a guy that's a big-time player, as you know, because, you know, offensive line is just a tough – position in general like that's a position where you need five guys and you need them to be healthy and have continuity and if yeah. at this point in the season if you feel like you have any little bit of a chance of making the playoffs you're not trying to trade an offensive lineman so i made a list uh, uh not that long ago on twitter and i had isaiah win who's uh who could be a tackle slash guard uh you know from the patriots i think he could be an option I think Tevin Jenkins from the Bears, also tackle guard, could be an option. Moten, Taylor Moten for the uh, Carolina Panthers, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they're going to trade him, but I think he could be an option. If they were willing to trade him, I think he'd be you know, kind of a huge deal. Uh, and you would probably move Allard Jackson back to, to guard because this guy could be your legit tackle. Um, Andre Dillard offensive tackle could move in at guard uh with the eagles maybe you know you trade cam to the eagles and you, you have dillard in there um austin corbett from the panthers you know guard center i mean i don't really think he's an op option because i think you know the panthers want to keep him but if they weren't going to keep him then you know there aj can the guard for the texans um has a lot of starting experience he's not you know he doesn't wow you but he'd be really good depth uh, Lester Cotton for the Raiders is a guy that I think when you look at Lester Cotton, he has some serious potential, but he's also, he's a guy that you could get for cheap. Like, I think you could steal him from the Raiders. And then Halapuli Vaitai Vaitai, I think that's how you say his name, or Halapuli Vadi Vaitai uh, from the Lions who's dealing with an injury might be out for the year if he does come back and if he was guaranteed to come back the Rams could grab him as uh you know an extra postseason body you know as depth at guard uh, so there are options potentially but they're not going to be anybody massive um yeah I think the, the biggest name I mean I I don't want to rule out Isaiah Wynn is a former first round pick Tevin Jenkins is a former second Moten's a second Dillard is the former first. Those are some big names. So is there no upgrade to David Evans, or is he going to be like the Tyler Rapp of the offense? Uh, well, I think they uh, – Bobby Evans, you mean? Yeah, Bobby Evans, sorry. Yeah, Evans played pretty well this past week, so if he keeps that up, then the Rams might not have to do anything. And I'll, I'll be honest with you there's a chance the Rams don't do anything at offensive line because there's some, there's some guys that are free agents, but I mean, there's a chance that they go in with exactly what they're going to have because 
coming out of the bye, your starting offensive line is probably going to be left tackle Alec Jackson, uh, you know, left guard Bobby Evans, center Brian Allen, right guard Odea Bushi, and right tackle Rob Havenstein. And I think that that's actually not that bad if they're all playing the way they did, uh, you know, in the Panthers game. If they hold up that end, you know, they can do this. But, you know, I do think things are going to open up. Van Jefferson will be back. I think he's almost as important as Brian Allen at this point. Um, Because I think if Van Jefferson, you know, he comes back in there in the offense. You have Ben Skoranek playing the way he is. You have Allen Robinson, you have Cooper Cup, you have Tutu Atwell, potentially OBJ down the line. Uh, you got Tyler Higby killing it this year. You got the running backs that can help you in the passing game. There's a lot of weapons for Stafford, and there's a lot of different things that the Rams can do, a lot of different looks that they can employ. So it's very uh, you know, exciting getting back Van Jefferson. I, I think that that is the most important thing. I think the Rams need him back more than anything. You know, I, I looked at it, and I didn't think Van Jefferson was that important until he was not available this year. And now <laughs> I can see, I'm like, yeah, he is a, an important cog to this machine. You, Yeah, right? I mean, it, it kind of snuck up on you. You know, even I was thinking, like, man, I love Van. I've defended Van. But I didn't realize how important Van was for this offense. Like, I knew it was important. And keep in mind, that's saying a lot because Ben Skoranek has balled out in his absence. But it's not anything Skoranek isn't doing. It's the fact that defenses have to take into account what Van Jefferson does over the top. He's so fast. So, you know, you have him go over the top on a streak, and it's going to stretch out that defense. When you stretch out the defense, now they got to play the deep safety. You play the deep safety, now the stuff underneath comes alive. You know? So, when you have guys like Cooper Cup and, you know, even the way Brandon Powell plays, you know, with the ball in his hands, guys like that that can make plays after the catch, I mean, the underneath stuff opening up is really going to be crucial. So. So So, what move do you think? Uh, what moved the needle the most, like out of uh, for the trade deadline, like uh, defense, uh, like a defensive, uh, like a linebacker or what, like a pass rusher or? I definitely I think, think an edge pass rusher, because right now the Rams have gotten like fifty six pressures. Donald has twenty four of them. Uh, the edge defenders have less than twenty. And out of those less than 20, you know, pressures that they've generated, Leonard Floyd has like nine of them. So I like Justin Hollins, but he's more of a defender. He's not really like a, he's not a great pass rusher. He's shown you some signs like he could be someday, like pretty solid, but he's really just a, a hard run defender that is very athletic, but he plays more, you know, kind of conservative, not really aggressive. Terrell Lewis has all the talent in the world and all the you know potential, but he's not where you want him to be. He does go on and has like disappearing acts. So then after that, you're like, okay, well then who else is left? Tack McKinley, not really getting pressure. And then you also have 
uh, Daniel Hardy, who's probably not going to play this year. I mean, if he does, then it won't be until later on, and the guy is, you know, he's a rookie. So I think that in a perfect world, if the Rams were able to trade, you know, Cam Akers and somehow acquire Bradley Chubb, I mean, that would be perfect. Um, if the Rams were somehow able to acquire Montez Sweat, that would be perfect. The Rams were somehow able to acquire, you know, Robert Quinn, Brian Burns, that would be perfect. But it's not always as simple as that. And, you know, I do think people might have to look at more of the kind of underrated guys. It's not always the big names, but you could see, you know, a guy that, you know, a lot of people know if they've been following my draft content uh, for years, they know I was a big, big fan of Josh Uchey. That's a guy that, you know, that could end up being a thing. So right now, I think the guys that I'm thinking of that make the most sense that aren't like the biggest names, Uchey and Cleland, or Cleland Farrell uh, from the Raiders, Uchey uh, is a former second-round pick, and Farrell is a former first-round pick that has been a bust for the Raiders. Uh, Farrell is on a expiring deal, and I feel like he would be an option uh, just because of the emergence of Max Crosby and then going out and getting, uh, you know, a pass rusher there in Chandler Jones. But I I feel like he would be an option and he'd be available, but also Joshua Uche because they don't use him a ton. So those two, I think, would really help out a Rams pass rush off the edge that, that really, I think, needs it. So is the Farrell guy any good? Uh, his, his name sounds familiar. If I'm not mistaken, is he from uh, LSU? He played for LSU? Uh, he played for Clemson. So he was on that Clemson uh, roster that had Dexter Lawrence and Christian Wilkins. That was him. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, he was really good coming out of college. I had my reservations about him, but at this point, it's going to be hard to – you know, get these guys. Uh, looking at the comments here, um, from here, McVeigh today seems like they are willing to trade Acres, but sounds like there isn't much of a market for him, or they don't like what teams are offering for him. Yeah, that's. I think it's going to be hard to trade Acres. The only thing that's really beneficial is the fact that he's on a rookie deal. Uh, Riley Reef would be interesting. That's true. Uh, Austin Corbett, I just don't know if the Panthers are going to trade him after giving him that money, but maybe, I guess. Um, I wouldn't mind bringing in Brian Bulaga as depth. Uh, Bradley Bozeman, I I don't know if, like, because they, they also paid him. So, I mean, that'd be great, but I don't know if they would do that. Um, trade for pass rush. Ram strength is their defense, and if you think in a, at elite pass rush, this defense can win us a lot of close games. The offense can't close out. I agree, and I think they need a closer, and it can't just be Donald every time. And we saw that, you know, Von Miller. He proved me wrong. I mean, Von Miller literally is a need. Uh, I thought he was more of a luxury. I thought they were fine at edge, but they missed that. And I'm not saying Farrell would be you know, a closer, but he would at least add some more presence there than Tack McKinley's doing right now. So it'll, it'll be interesting. I, I think the Rams, you know, they, they've gone big before they got Fowler in the past. They got Ramsey. They trade away Peters. They trade away to You know, they've gotten Stafford. 
You know, they, they've traded for, you know, Von Miller. They signed OBJ. They're kind of a bigger, you know, go bigger, go home type of team. So I kind of feel like they would get like a Bradley Chubb, a Montez Sweat, a Brian Burt, somebody like that over a Clellan Farrell. But I don't know. I mean, I think Farrell would make sense. I just don't think he would totally – he wouldn't move the needle entirely, but he'd be cheap. And, you know, if, you're, if they're looking for one more piece, I think he'd be a good piece. Yeah. When when is the trade deadline? It's November first. So we got like two weeks or something like that. Yeah. So the Rams play the 49ers on the thirtieth. So they will play one more game before the trade deadline. Because the. Okay. And uh, we had a big. Uh, you had a, a big uh, uh, YouTube video on what it would take to get Marquis Sweat. Think that's still the same? Oh yeah, Montez Sweat earlier in the. I think it was like right before the season started. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: he's gonna be hard to get because he's really good. He's not just a good pass rusher. He's really good at you know setting the edge, chasing down the running back like. He's a freak athlete. I think he ran a 4-5, which is just nuts as a pass rusher. So it is going to be hard to get a guy like that, but I don't think it's impossible. I, I will say I don't think it's impossible for them to get a guy like that. But another thing, if those guys are going to get traded, you're going to have to give up a lot. You might have to give up a second rounder this year and a first rounder in 2024. And that does hurt you long-term. It does take you out of contention of getting, you know, maybe your future franchise quarterback after Stafford. You know, maybe you kick the can down the road and say, all right, well, we'll do that in 2025. But then, you know, then you get yourself into a little bit of a problem because if you want to, you know, you're in the same position you are right now and you're like, man, we need to get this player and pay so-and-so, uh, then you're doing it all over again. You just continue to kick the can down the curb and it does become an issue. Um, you know, so, so that's something to keep in mind. Uh, gross Matos, yeah, that could be an option. Uh, Jesse Bates, if I mean, I love Jesse Bates. So, I mean, if he was available, I would definitely consider it. I don't know how much of a need it is. I will say shout out to Taylor Rapp. He probably just, in my opinion, he played one of the best games he's played of his career uh, this past Sunday. He was good in, in all phases of his game, a tackler, run support, coverage. You uh, Let's see. The other day you made a video about OBJ, and you uh, said something about Bryce Burns. You still holding your name beside that one? Well, unfortunately, uh, the Panthers – had to come out and say they don't want to trade him away. Uh, but, you know, as uh, good old Ted DiBiase Sr. used to say, everybody's got a price. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't. I'll say this if the Rams go to the Panthers and they're like, we'll give you our second round pick this year, Cam Akers, and a first round pick in 2024, I don't know if they're declining that trade. Maybe they would, but 
I mean, that's a lot of assets for a team that really isn't going anywhere this year. So, Oh, Yannick Ngakwe, that would be something. You guys have any more questions? Uh, we'll probably wrap it up. Uh, now, if we would have stayed put at offensive line, do you think? Do you really think we could win another championship with this offensive line? Like, come, like I'm quite sure we can make it to the playoffs. But like, come playoff time, do you really think that this line could hold up against like a Buffalo, or I guess we'll find out about San Francisco uh, in two weeks? Or um. Well, it kicked me out when you were saying that, so I don't get exactly know what you're saying, Darius. Can you uh, repeat that for me? Uh, basically, I was asking, if we were to stay put at offensive line and don't address it with any more other, uh, outside players, do you think uh, this line could actually – is good enough for us to win another championship, basically? So, I think – I mean, it's not ideal to win another championship. You know, it's not an offensive yeah. line you want to win another chip. But, I mean, you know, if you can manage it in a way where you get the run game going somewhat and then you can get the quick passing game going to kind of neutralize the pass rush, you can technically with this. I'm not saying they're great, and I'm not saying that, you know, they would win the Super Bowl with this offensive line. But I am saying if they play games like they did yesterday, you can win with this team. You can win with this O line. But you gotta you gotta put points on the board and you know the Rams got into that a little bit, but there needs to be more touchdowns and less twenty yard field goals. Yeah, that's true. If Edwards and Allen are healthy and Corbin is still out, who's your other guard, Evans or Abushi? Um So I would probably say if I was doing it, it would be Abushi. I think the the Rams would go with Evans. Oh. Yeah, I'm not saying that they would be great against the top pass rush, but I think that there's enough talent there that they could win against really anybody. I mean, just assume, you know, OBJ comes into the mix, you know, and even if he doesn't, they still have so much talent. It's going to be hard to defend them, you know, game in and game out. Is he really taking a tour around? Like, or is he just going watching games at different stadiums? He's just going around and, and like, hanging out. Okay. Because they make it seem like he's going and doing visits like he was a recruit going to college. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have to make it seem like that. Yeah, that's uh, that's the media for it. But no, no, no. He he has only really been interested in the Rams, the Bucks, the Bills, the Ravens, and then there's another team. I forget who it was. I think it was the Saints. I don't think he'll go back to the Giants, but maybe maybe someday, but I don't see it being this year. But I really don't – when they say they see he shows interest in the other teams, it, it's not like he shows interest for the Rams. Like, 
I, well, I, for me, like I see, like he pops up, like every time. Every time it's about like he's showing interest to the team, it's like he shows us more than he's shown any other team out there. Yeah, see, I think he wants to come back. I think it's really between the Rams and the Bills, if I'm being honest. So. I only think it's the Bills is in the running because Von Miller's there. That's the literal only reason they're in the running. But I don't think the Bills need him, just like I don't think the Bills need Christian McCaffrey. So if they want to give two first-rounders for Christian McCaffrey, go ahead. I think that's an overpay. Yeah. I agree with that, Dr. Dingus. There needs to be more push in the run game. I didn't like the run, uh, the way they ran the ball at all, Um, you know, because there just wasn't much blocking. And I also think when you have a guy like Henderson that's a very, you know, basically a very rhythm-heavy runner, you got to get him involved more earlier and often. Like, that one drive still bugs me. The second and one and the third and one, he should have been in there, not Ronnie Rivers and Malcolm Brown. They both got stuffed, you know, so – that that definitely bothered me, and then I think he proved it that he should have been in there when they got they uh, you know handed it off to him at the goal line, and he got in. So sixteen touchdowns for Henderson in his career. He's got a nose for the end zone, but you know this won't be our last uh, live this week. I definitely wanted go live more on call in it's just you know obviously finding the time but appreciate everyone who joined and uh you know we'll keep this thing going and we'll have more content throughout the week and we'll get everybody will get through this by uh you know we'll I'll, I'll at least try my best to help you get through this by how about that <laughs> well before so, you go uh you don't mind if i ask you something about the mcu since you said we're not doing any more though um, I'm trying to do one this week, so I'll, I'll get back to you on that. But wh- what was your question? Okay, you seen the Wolf by Night, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, the, it, it was awesome. In the beginning, when he was walking down through the hallway, showing the pictures, did you happen to notice that one of the creatures that they show is um, one of the um, villains, one of Hulk's villains? That's like the... Uh, he's wooly and he, he can like mesmerize people. Is that how you say it? Uh, he like, I have to get huh. back to you on, on what his name is, but he was on the wall and he's he's not overly strong like the Hulk, but like he could like, I think the last comic I've seen of him was he got on like electronic devices and hypnotized everybody to go against Hulk, made the Hulk seem like he was a bad person and all that. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, I have no idea. I'll get back to you and find out his name on it. But he was on the wall, and I seen that. I was like, ooh, there he is. Yeah. Wow, I didn't even notice that. So that's a good catch. Yeah, yeah maybe we'll maybe we'll go live tomorrow because I thought Friday was a good day. We switched to Friday, and then Friday got busy for me. Wednesday's busy. So, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll switch it tomorrow or something. All right, it works for me. There's also a chance I go live a little bit later on JE Live, but I'll let you guys, uh, I'll let you guys know if I decide to do that. I'll let you guys know, but just waiting on this uh, this Yankee game. If it already started, I don't even know if it started, but 
you guys, uh, you guys take care. We'll be back with uh, some more content all throughout this week. Got to keep you guys, uh, you know, occupied because the bye week can be absolutely brutal, and I get it. So we'll have all that. And uh, until next time, I'm Jake Ellenbogen, Darius, Ricky. Appreciate you guys calling in. Appreciate everyone stopping through, and uh, I'll see you guys soon. Peace.